Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, can Nintendo strike it rich again with Pokemon? Has Ubisoft returned to its bad habits? And what truly is the worst idea right now in pop culture? All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we're back with another edition of the Pop Culture Cosmos. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you tuning in each and every week to all of our great shows. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He is right here with us right now. He is the legend of Humanica Media. You gotta check out all the great things that he's doing today with Humanica Media at their home site, humanicamedia.com, their YouTube channel, and all their great podcasting channels, is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man? Hey, hey, your uh, your titles are just getting better and better here. I feel like it should be the legacy of Humanica Media because I like to think that this is actually just the uh, prequel to something greater, you know, kind of like a uh, solo star wars story but this would just be called peterson a humanica media story give it to next week man we'll see what we can do <laughs> but it is going to be a great episode we got for you today we've got rob mccallum coming up in the cosmic crossfire he's going to talk about what the i know this is not the most proper english here but worstest idea right now going on in pop culture Plus, later on, we've got Jessica Boggs and Out of Curiosity from the TV Ratings Guide. They're stopping by to talk about some of the other networks and what they're planning for later this year. And also some of the stuff that they canceled that may or may not have agreed with them. They're going to share their thoughts on that. Plus, we're going to be talking some Ubisoft, Nintendo, and we're going to be talking about a lot more. But first, Josh, before we go ahead and talk about our first subject, I want to give a shout out to... The guys from The Voice from the Underground, TJ, Big Haas, and Dutch, thank them so much for allowing me to be again on their program. If you want to check out their great podcast, check it out today, after our show, of course. Voice from the Underground, the podcast, it's on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, and so many other different outlets. We talked about everything from the Kardashians to the White House to politics to the NBA Finals to so many other different avenues. It's almost uh, two hours long, but it was a great conversation that we had. A lot of varying opinions and a lot of good things that were talked about. So catch it today, Voice from the Underground, the podcast. Josh, I know you had a major interview with Mayfield. So just let us know a little bit more about your interview with the guys and, and why they need to check it out on your Humanica Media site. 
Yeah, the dudes from Mayfield are friends from Canada. Yeah, they're cool dudes. They're um, kind of telling me a little bit of stories about like what goes into being an indie band in this climate and how they're kind of fighting to keep the uh, genre of the or the melodic hardcore, post hardcore, the hardcore genre in general alive. And uh, they're, you know, everything they've done has been independently funded. And it turns out that they're huge hockey fans and they also hate the Ducks. So we found a lot of common ground there. <laughs> but I don't, I don't dislike where they play. I really like the Anaheim Pond. That's a oh, great place, to, great it, place to go watch a game. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I'll, I'll give you that. But it's up on Topic Ocalypse. Uh, you can check that out. Just go into iTunes with Topic Ocalypse. It'll be up on Pop Culture Cosmos here soon. Right before we go to our first break, we'll go ahead and play a little bit of one of their latest songs. I know every time I do so, I get like the bots come out at night. It's like the bots come out at night. Oh, and try yeah, to slap yeah. the copyright. The bots come out at night and slap that copyright on YouTube. So, it, you know, I'll tell you what, we'll do it for you. We'll play a few seconds from one of their biggest hits later on in the broadcast. And like I said earlier, if you want to check out Josh's interview with the guys from Mayfield, check it out today on Topic Ocalypse and their great channels. So. Yeah, and if you get a chance to check out their music on iTunes, because they're independently funded, so they pay for everything themselves. And it's like, it's a lot of work to do. And they're, you know, they've been at this since 2012, I want to say. So buy one of their songs for 99 cents. Every every dollar, or dollar twenty-nine, however much it costs on iTunes, help, helps them with their uh, their musical journey. And these guys are very talented. But we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. And I know we talked about on our last episode on the PCC Multiverse, all the great things going on that we've seen and some of the not so great things that we've seen, experienced, played, and also just truly talked about in the first six months of 2018 when it comes to pop culture. But we've still got six more months to go in 2018. And there's a lot of great stuff to look forward to. And one of the things I wanted to go ahead and do is single out five great pop culture things that we wanted to go ahead and highlight that we're looking forward to. Maybe it's a product, maybe it's a story, maybe it's an item, maybe it's a trend that we think you need to also be aware of for the rest of 2018. So Josh, I will go ahead and let you start off first. What are your top five things that you're interested in are going to be looking out for for the rest of 2018 when it comes to pop culture i think two of these things we're going to talk about at a later date but first on my list here i got pokemon on nintendo switch we're going to talk about that later on the show ant-man and wasp that's the first post pre i guess infinity war film so i'm hoping that'll clear up some gaps here e3 2018 which is coming up not this week but next week Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald, I'm looking forward to. I want to see that. And also, Project Octopath Traveler looks amazing. So I'm very excited to play that when it comes out on the Nintendo Switch. What are you looking forward to in 2018? Funny you should ask that, my friend. I will say this. It's a great time to be involved with everything pop culture To as a fan of either television, video games, music, sci-fi, comic books the whole gambit because there's always something out there that's going to interest you and there's always going to be something out there that's always worth talking about i'm going to say for me and this is in no particular order but just some of the things that i'm going to be looking forward to first off i don't want to say incredibles 2 i'm very excited for that movie but i don't want to put that right in that mix because 
We're going to be talking about that on our Friday program. So I'll start off with another movie that is expected to really shake it up at the box office. Whether it's going to be for bad or for good, we don't know yet. But Mission Impossible Fallout is coming here in the not-too-distant future. And I'm really looking forward to that because I'll tell you what, trailers often hook me or they bounce me away. Check our thoughts out on the Venom trailer and you'll see I've already pretty much signed off on that movie that I will not be seeing it unless there's a just like a total reversal. The new Predators movie has just been awful with its trailer and I just cannot say enough how bad it looks. But Mission Impossible... We've already been around this deal quite a few times when it comes to the Mission Impossible series, but each and every time, it still gives me those trailers that keeps on giving me that hook and just, like like a fish, just sucks me right into the movie theater. And I'll tell you what, it really just is so enticing as far as a movie to watch because gotta love the action. You know, say what you will about Tom Cruise, about all the other things that that is Tom Cruise as an actor, his movies, the whole nine yards. But his Mission Impossible movies, he seems to, for the most part, really get right. What are your thoughts on Mission Impossible Fallout, Josh? Because I'm really excited for this one. Even with Henry Cavill's mustache, it still looks like it's really going to be a can't-miss movie this summer. I feel like Henry Cavill's mustache has gotten so much publicity that it needs its own part in the credits, like its own actor credit. I bet you it has its own Twitter account already. That would not surprise me, sadly. But no, I mean, these movies, like, I I haven't truly, truly enjoyed a Mission Impossible movie since Ghost Protocol. And that was, um, no, not Ghost Protocol. Right, what was the third one called? The third one is actually MI3. Oh, really? Okay, well, the other ones, that they, you know, they're cool. They're, they're, just, they're just not movies that I come out of going, man, I really wish they're going to make another one of those. It's just, it's something I watch because I'm bored. And I know that you really like them, but it, it's, to me, it's kind of become like the Fast and the Furious. It's just, you know, over-the-top action scenes, a lot of fight stuff, not really much character development because you know that they're going to be making another one. Like I said, for me, it's giving me the hook. I don't know why I'm still watching them, but I still am. It still looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, much more highly entertaining than the Fast and the Furious series. And I've seen all the movies from the Fast and Furious series. I don't know why, but you know, eventually they show up on television, or even I've seen a few at the theaters. But no, that's still... now preserved on the internet for everybody to see to hear. Well, I'm... actually, I saw them too, so we're both guilty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're just out there. You just see some cars run, and boom, there you go. But those are over the top ridiculousness, even more so than the Mission Impossible series. I will say that, but. For me, the Mission Impossible series has been something I've looked forward to each and every time. It's been a guilty pleasure, but I truly enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to Mission Impossible Fallout when it comes to theaters July 27th. Number two on my list right now. And like I said, this is no priority order. It's, you could put any one of them one or any one of them five. Doesn't merely matter to me. Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm really curious to see what the response will be both critically and popularity-wise, I think it's going to knock it out of the park, personally. Rockstar doesn't put out a game these days that's going to be shorthanded, that's not going to be without a lot of options, that's that's going to be a game that's going to ha- really just take it all as far as the whole experience. I mean, they hit a home run. They hit a grand slam 
with GTA 5, closing in on 100 million sales for that video game. One of the biggest video games ever in the history of this marketplace. So following it up with Red Dead Redemption 2, I cannot wait. I know it's something that you're even looking forward to playing as well, Josh, correct? Yeah, I mean, not because I'm like super stoked about the game. I just, I want to play it because it's supposed to be like this monument of video games. Like it's all these developers are afraid of releasing anything within even like a two or three month span of this. So if, if it's really going to be that good, like I have to play it. I need to know if it's really that good. To me, God of War was worth all the hype, but will Red Dead Redemption be worth the hype? Who knows? You know, I won't know until I get my hands on it. But we will find out in the latter stages of October when it comes out. That's Red Dead Redemption 2. Looking forward to it. It's going to be hitting PS4 and Xbox One and the PC with a vengeance. That's for sure. What are they going to do with Rick Grimes? That's my number three. Uh, you know, I'm, I like I've always said, I'm a casual fan of The Walking Dead. I come and go with the series depending on the storyline. I was really disappointed by last season's dull non-Civil War ending that was supposed to be a big battle and ended up being like a dead. So I'm really not exactly thrilled with the series right now. And to hear Andrew Lincoln on the verge of checking out of the series in six episodes, that makes it even less attractive for me and a lot of other casual viewers to say because he, above all the other characters in the cast, personifies what The Walking Dead's all about since he's obviously been there since day one, uh, anybody who is that important to the actual show and actual series, such as he is, if he leaves, you just can't replace him. And you really can't just continue on with the series in any discernible fashion, unless you have somebody like that. And unfortunately, you know, no matter how much money you're going to throw at any of the characters, whether it be Norma Reedus, Denai Guerrera, or anyone else, you're not going to be able to get that really that just that type of narrative that centers around one person after you've been concentrating on this character for nine years now, seemingly. So it's the beginning I, of the end. It is the beginning of the end. You're exactly right. Because also Lori Cohen, who plays Maggie, she's a longtime character. She's going to be leaving in six episodes as well. So a lot of publications I'm reading are saying like this, the, the show needs to end. Like they can't go on. They can't pull a Supernatural and go on for like 16 seasons. It needs to end. This is weird because this is one of those shows where the ratings continually decrease each season, but the show keeps getting more funding. And I don't know why or how that's working, but... I, well, I it it's basically this, because it grew so fast and uh, over the years. And about just three years ago, I think it had over 15 million viewers, I think, for its final episode, I think in 2015. And by the time the last episode happened, it cut that number in virtually half. But the thing is, you're still talking about seven and a half million viewers, which is substantially larger than almost any other show out there. Right. So wouldn't you think it would be good to go out on top rather than keep beating it to death and hoping that that 7.2 million viewers stays at 7.2 million viewers? I agree with you 100%. I think it's time to shut the show down and call it a day. I love the beating to death uh, analogy on that. That was pretty. Uh, well, because yeah, pro. That's two. That's two weeks in a row, man. That's two weeks in a row. Hey, I've been writing these down, man. I'm gonna hold on. Let me cross this off my whiteboard up here. No, um, 
Okay, this is the, uh, what do they say? A healthy show runs for about five to seven seasons usually? Yes, unless you're CSI that just seemingly wanted to go ahead and continue forever or NCIS at this point. That's true. That's true. But I mean, this is like a, this is one of those like, like serial type shows. So it needs to just, they need to just end it. You know, we get it. You know, the, the world was infested by zombies and there's not, you're just surviving. We get it. Just go out while you have the, the goodwill of the people. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And their sister show, Fear the Walking Dead, has never been able to attract anywhere near the audience. And I think that show, even if it was the only show in town with the walking dead leaving i don't think uh many viewers would migrate over and make that a larger audience in my personal opinion i just think fear of the walking dead will never get its respect or due because it's always thought of as the step down from the original series and unfortunately that's that's always been the case so i think it's just time to end the walking dead series on both parts at this point in time because and with andrew lincoln's impending departure it just seems like it's a given that this should be once and for all the end of The Walking Dead. Number four for me is the actually the winter season when it comes to, well, the fall winter season when it comes to the movies. Because you think about it now, this is the first fall or winter season in a little bit that we haven't had a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie come out. There's no iteration of each series coming this winter. So I ask you, Josh, there's going to be a lot of contenders to the throne there when it comes to the king fantastic of the winter. Beast, right? That's so yeah, fantastic beast. That seems to stick out. So, so is that your odds on favorite right now to take the king of the throne for this winter season in the movies? Yeah. I mean, it's the only one with the, really has the uh, benefit of being part of a franchise and it also has a lot of star power behind it. So I'm, I'm predicting big things. One other movie that's coming out in November that I was excited about, like Robin Hood. Robin Hood, but didn't we go through this over already last year with King Arthur? No. <laughs> Why well, you gotta salt the wound, man? No. But, I, and, and then this is like another reiteration of Robin Hood. How many reiterations of Robin Hood do we need before we understand that this is just something that we don't need to seriously consider going to each and every decade? Because we've had one in the 90s. This is the thing. We've had one in the in the 2000s, and we've had one in this decade. Here's the thing. I'm not expecting the movie to be good. I'm just expecting just a, a spectacle. You know, I don't, I don't, this is one of those movies. I don't, it's, I'm not expecting anything out of it. I just want to go and be entertained and then just walk out of the theater being like, you know, I'm not really disappointed in that. Oh, also there's uh, the girl, the girl in the spider's web. So hopefully that's, because uh, I really like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo though, with um, Daniel Craig. So hopefully they... They do something cool with this. I hope so as well, but it is going to be a somewhat different winter at the movies this year, but that could leave a door open or two for some independent movies or for some smaller movies or maybe some award season movies to get their just due in the spotlight ahead of time and not have to wait for any award season. And it could actually get a lot of play up front in October, November, December, because there's no big distractions per se outside of Fantastic Beasts with no Star Wars or Marvel movie coming up. So that's one of the things that we're going to be tracking later on this year is what will be the dominant movie or movies during the last three months of the year. And last but not least, 
can the Xbox One actually be a major force during this last half of 2018? So far to date, they're still lagging way behind as a number three unit right now in the console marketplace. And that's been the case for quite some time. I still think the Xbox One S is still the best value out there as far as a console is concerned. But, you know, that's just my opinion on it. Unfortunately, they have not had the library to back it up. So E3, I think, next week is going to be very important for Xbox to see if it go ahead. It can go ahead and provide consumers with the reason to buy an Xbox One this summer, this fall, and this winter because Nintendo and Sony, they're going to have some good things coming out for it, but nothing that's really going to shake up the world and give them a defiant singular reason why you need to specifically buy their console. I think if there's any point in time where the Xbox One can challenge Marketplace, at least here in the US, I think it can be at the second half of this year. But they've got to start very soon and they've got to start talking about great products and great projects coming out right away and it's got to start right at e3 next week i would say they even have maybe a few weeks to a month after e3 to make some cool announcements but yeah it's really going to decide you know what what gets announced this summer is going to decide how much the xbox is going to sell in the fall or if actually i think even its place in the console race in general i think that's going to kind of decide where it goes, what happens, uh, the, the future is on the line. And Phil Spencer knows that there's a lot at stake. So, you know, if we come out of E3 with another new Forza, you got stuff to 4K. So if we have another E3 conference that is that, it, it's just no one, nobody's going to care anymore because they already did the backwards compatible thing. And honestly, if Sony were to do backwards compatibility, that would kill a lot of Xbox momentum too, you know, the little momentum that they have. So... Yeah, this is, uh, this is going to be an important month for them. I am looking forward to seeing what Xbox and Microsoft are going to have in store for Xbox One users and potential Xbox One buyers the second half of the year and seeing if they can really compete on a level with PlayStation and Nintendo because if they cannot this year, then they never will. What are your thoughts on the second half of 2018 when it comes to pop culture? Are you excited about certain things in the world of movies, television, video games, sci-fi, comic books, esports, regular sports, whatever in the realm of pop culture? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanity Media, and Game Source on Facebook and Twitter as well. When we come back, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the TV rating scene with our good friends at the TV Ratings Guide. And also as well, we've got the Cosmic Crossfire coming up right after that with our good friend Rob McCallum. And as promised, before we hit the break, this is a taste of Mayfield with their song, I Owe You Everything. Check them out today on the Dreambound YouTube channel. This is a Pop Culture Cosmos.
You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Get ready for Kitty Origins Evolutions, the latest documentary from Rob McCallum. Generously peppered with archival footage shot by the band, this film gives you an honest and brutal look at what it takes to survive in the music industry. Order the DVD, Blu-ray, and live CD triple pack that features recordings from throughout their 20-year illustrious history from RobMcCallumFilms.com. RobMcCallumFilms.com, your place for awesome stories about awesome people and films worth watching. History began on July 4th, 1776. Stay thirsty, my friends. Chubbies going back to the 1970s. No, I don't believe it. And we're back with the show. Once again, this is Gerald Glassford from the Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast here today. Now is the time for upfronts. It just happened recently. And basically what the upfronts do is is a time when advertisers and networks get together to not only talk about rates for the upcoming fall season, but also as well the time that networks make their final decisions on what shows to pick up and what shows to lead behind. And here to talk with me today about it is our good friends. They are so appreciated every time they come on. It is the TV Ratings Guide. You got to check out the TVRatingsGuide.com for the latest TV news, information, reviews, opinions, renew cancel indexes, and all the other great stuff that they have going on there. Jessica Boggs, she's here. And also as well, we have one of their main contributors on their comment boards, it is Out of Curiosity. Jessica, Out of Curiosity, just so glad to have you here today. Any other shows out there that you saw that uh, needed some love or shows that you think are, are interesting in regards to uh, some of the outside broadcast networks, TNT, Sci-Fi, USA, some of the decisions that were made on some of those shows or some of the streaming outlets that might have picked up a show or two that you, that is interest to you? One show that got controversy last season was the cancellation of Sense8, which was like a critical favorite among audiences. And then Netflix decided to bring it back for one last go around just to appease the fans. It was crazy. And one thing I was also really surprised, but not really surprised, USA canceled Falling Water after a low-rated run on Saturday nights. So that was the not surprising move. Well, what I'm most surprised about with TNT and USA and all the other cable networks, there's still no decision on good behavior and whether if it's like a third abbreviated season or a movie miniseries type thing. That show, I will tell you, has been given lots of love as far as commercials, as far as advertising, promotion, and it has not paid off with strong ratings throughout its entire lifetime. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's let go, but I understand that they've put a heavy investment into it. In fact, to me, it leads to the type of promotional outlook it had is something that we see now with Animal Kingdom and some other shows that they have on the network. Yeah, I just think that at this point in time, you know, if good behavior does get the axe, then I won't be surprised on that. But I want to leave you with this. 
I want you to name one show, one show only that you are looking forward to and you think everybody else should be looking forward to this upcoming season. I know I'm going to ask you again in September as we get closer to the fall premieres and whatnot, but I'll start off with you out of curiosity. One show that you're looking forward to this fall season. Oh man, this is a hard one. I mean, I'm a big TV fan, so amongst all the five networks, I have at least one show on every network, so this is going to be a real toughie. Okay, I'll go with Speechless. First off, I'm very happy it got renewed. The moment I saw Mini Driver's tweet saying 22 episodes, season three, yay, I was so happy. And I've been watching this show from the beginning. I've seen that show grow from being something mediocre to truly being a loving family comedy. And I am really excited to see where the show goes in the third season. Awesome. Awesome. Indeed. A great choice there. And Jessica, I know we can't say a a certain show, Nashville, but I know that's one show we can no longer say that's a show you're looking forward to. But if there is one show out there that you are looking forward to at this point in time for the fall season, what would that be? Dynasty. Is that your new Nashville? Yeah. Dynasty and its ratings. Does Alexis save the show? Oh, you know, you just gave me flashbacks to the early 80s. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Just It's almost like it's it's 1983 revisited, but when you say the stuff like that. So it, it's so weird how things come around again like that. Now we've got Magnum P.I., Murphy Brown, Will and Grace, MacGyver. But hey, what old is new again? I will say this. It's been great having you on the show. Once again, it is Jessica Boggs and Out of Curiosity from the TV Ratings Guide. You got to check out the TVRatingsGuide.com today for all the latest news and information on the TV rating scene, plus reviews, articles, in-depth analysis, renew cancel indexes, original scripts and programming from the TV Ratings Guide. You got to check it out today. There's no excuse tvratingsguide.com for the latest news and information on the TV ratings world. Out of curiosity, Jessica, it's been so great having you a part of the show as always, and just great having you a part of the pop culture cosmos. What's up, family? It's your boy, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, host of the In the Black podcast. Join me and my co-host, Phil the Orange Crush. Hey. And Rick Hustlehard. Hey. As we discuss the current events, social issues, and hot topics going on in your black world. Everything from love to politics, entertainment, financial empowerment, and much more. And all from the perspective of three black working professionals and family men. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can stream your podcast from. So come join in on our conversation. And as always... Informed, intelligent, in the black. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford along with my good friend, Josh Peterson. If you like our shows, just subscribe to our Pop Culture Cosmos channel. Let us know how we're doing with a five-star review or check us out on online radio stations seven days a week, including our newest network, Matthew Richards Radio in the UK. And welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos family, by the way. We appreciate you allowing us on your network, and hopefully great things will come of it as well for your audience. If you're looking for a great Father's Day gift, check out wheelieq.com because they have a great deal going on. 
two bottles of original recipe barbecue sauce, one barbecue rub, and one bottle of seasoning. They will put that together and ship it to you for $22 plus free shipping. And not only that, you can actually get an additional 15% off if you use the promo code POD1. That's P-O-D and the number one. That's from us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Enter that promo code on checkout and you'll get 15% off the $22 plus free shipping for their great Father's Day sale package. Check it out today at wheelieq.com. Josh, I know you got a great thing going on with Humanica Media, so give us the latest and greatest. Outside of that great Mayfield interview, what do you got going on at Humanica Media? A new episode of Topicocalypse dropping tomorrow morning, as well as a new two new Super BSs this week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. I think we're going back into a Newman era again, so those are always fun episodes. But uh, we're also back on the podcast radio network. So as soon as I know more about that, you guys will know more about it too. I think your time was every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, if the memory serves. And it'll be great to have you back on the air with the Attack of the Humanicans each week on Podcast Radio Network and look for them at Humanica Media all over the place. Josh, I know you were excited to talk about Nintendo because we talked about in the past that we were worried that Nintendo Switch was not going to have enough iconic titles or iconic characters or anything really to stand behind outside of the Zelda and Mario franchises or anything relating to those two properties. But guess what? Their love for Pokemon remains strong. Obviously, it's been a big hit on mobile with Pokemon Go, but what they're doing now is they're going to be doing a lot of great things for Nintendo Switch owners because Coming in the next year and a half, right now they've got Pokemon Quest, which is a free-to-download game right now on the Nintendo Switch. Then they've got, coming later this year, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, a pair of $60 games that are going to be coming out in mid-November. That, to me, reminds me of the days of when they would come out for the 3DS and the DS like a red blue or a gold silver or you know the as far as they would come out in a duo like that two store shelves and i would have uh, gamers tell me all over the place which one they would like better when they came out or if they tried them both then you're going to have a new entry coming in late 2019 it shows that they still have some properties left within the coffer of nintendo that they can rely on and garner big sales if anything could stand up to Red Dead Redemption, it is Pokemon. Good for Nintendo. Good for them. And hey, that was part of my E3 prediction. So uh, I'm gonna put an old mark on the whiteboard here. They this well, this that whiteboard is getting like a lot of action there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So they were really smart with this because you're not getting like, from what I understand, the Eevee and Pikachu games. They're remakes of Pokemon Yellow. So they follow you around. They've been trying to make Eevee into an icon for years. Like she was always, or he, she, whatever gender the thing was. It's, it's always, you know, they have plush toys. They have t-shirts. They have all those keychains, And it's all features Eevee. It's Eevee and Pikachu. So they've been trying to make Eevee into an icon. It's awesome. You know, and I love the way that they, they're teaming up with Niantic to let you transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go into the game. I don't know what kind of experience these new Switch games are going to be. I know that you use motion controls to use, to capture the Pokemon with the Pokeball, or you can use, there's a new little special controller that you can use that's supposed to make it a lot easier. I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but 
if you look in the trailer for this, it looks like the random battle encounters are gone. So you're you're just walking through. I think you just encounter them out in the open, which is kind of cool. But how much of the catalog will be there? What do you get to do? Is the gym system still in place? I know they said you you won't be going to Johto, so I think you're just exploring the Kanto region. But how much of it are you going to be able to explore? And will this tie in at all to the core entry that's supposed to be hitting us in 2019? It's nice that they let us know that that was happening. So my question now is, how much is this core entry in 2019 going to tie into the Game Boy and like Nintendo 3DS games? But are, are you much of a Pokemon fan? I know my daughters are, that's for sure. I, I've okay. obviously my days working in the video game industry, obviously I, I've had to deal with Pokemon a little bit here and there. I'm a casual fan of the series, but like you said, Eevee has been something that they've been trying to push for a long time, but has never quite gotten anywhere near the kind of love from the fan base as Pikachu has, because you associate Pikachu with Pokemon, just like seems like one goes with the other it's just seemingly right with that like i said they need to give us more details not a lot is known about the game are we going to encounter the red or blue trainers are we going to have gyms what is the experience going to be and how will it play out how long is it do we need to do motion controls to capture pokemon can we just press a button or are we going to have to do the thing where we tilt the switch forward how much of it is going to be accessible to people who don't like to move while they play gaming? And are we going to have to use the Pokemon Go accessibility options to to get further in the game? And how many Pokemon are going to be available? Because I know there's over probably good over a thousand now, if I remember correctly. But yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. I know a lot of people are very interested in it. I know my girls are. And I know a lot of people that are really into the Pokemon series will be buying Switches this holiday. What are your thoughts on Nintendo getting back into the Pokemon series with a lot of great announcements for the Nintendo Switch? Are you excited that Pokemon is coming big time? In fact, already here in a way with the new free-to-play game on Nintendo Switch. Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, Humanity Media, Game Source on Facebook and Twitter as well. Send us a DM, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Coming up next, we've got... Rob McCallum in the middle of the Cosmic Crossfire. He's going to be talking about some of the worstest. I know that's not the correct English, but that's the way he wanted me to phrase it. What is the worstest idea in pop culture? He's going to share his thoughts right after the break. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Mm, nothing's better when grilling your favorite meal than adding some delicious Wheelie Q rubs seasonings, and gluten-free barbecue sauce. Made with the finest ingredients, Wheelie Q products pack a ton of flavor to your meals, whether it's ribs, chicken, steak, hamburgers, fries, or vegetables. To get your hands on some of these tasty Wheelie Q items, head on over to www.wheeliq.com and a portion of all profits made will go into finding a cure for spinal muscular atrophy. Pop Culture Cosmos listeners, act now and get 15% off your order just by entering the promo code POD1, that's P-O-D, and the number one at checkout. For the tastiest food on the grill, nothing's better than Wheelie Q items today at wheelieq.com.
And we're back once again with another edition of the Cosmic Crossfire. This is Gerald coming back right at you here. And of course, it wouldn't be a Cosmic Crossfire without my good friend. He is the man, the myth, the legend behind Rob McCallum Films. You gotta check out all the great projects that he's working on today at robmccallumfilms.com. It is Mr. Rob McCallum. What's up, my friend? Oh, so much is up. So much is up. You ready for the big meat and potato topic? I've been excited about this for for a couple days now. I'm not going to lie. I've got my fork and knife ready to dig into what we're going to talk about, my friend. All right. Well, this is a little negative, I suppose, but maybe that'll make it really fun for our listeners because they like all that gossipy kind of, oh, what do these guys think about this? And we can kind of come down a little harshly on some of these ideas. But I think we're a little bit in the just when we talk about some of these and being critical of them. I guess when you're critical, you're not being negative. You're, you're offering a valid opinion. So here we go. We'll call this segment the worser idea. All right. And you got to rank these kind of out of a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worser, not the worst, the worser. Using the King's English, of course. Exactly. Exactly. The metric English. So number one on the worser ideas, Arrested Development having a season split in two on Netflix. Which, by the way, I did learn that Fox has compensated the actors for those additional episodes that were recut, which we discussed a couple uh, episodes ago. Who called that one? Well, you said you were siding with them, and I said I don't know which side to go, and I'm I'm inclined to go with the broadcasters. But since they want to keep making more, they probably just want to appease them. That's ultimately what I thought they would do. So option one is Arrested Development getting their season split into two on Netflix. I'm not a huge fan of season splits on Netflix. I mean, one of the advantages to watching content on Netflix is that it's all there right away, instantaneously. Thank you very much. I want to binge it, and I'll forget about what happened when I pick up the other half six months down the road. Now, I don't have details on the split, but that's option one, okay? Arrested Development being split. Option two Young, sexy Alfred series, Batman spinoff, Pennyworth. All right. So this takes a look at Alfred Pennyworth in his days before coming into the service of the Waynes, being part of the military in MI5 and MI6 and MI7, basically uh, period piece, James Bond, Kingsman kind of deal, all the while touting Batman in the background, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, or hasn't wait hasn't it been re- renamed something? Let me. Uh, I think they they were going to rename it instead of Pennyworth. Cancelled after one season. Oh yeah, that might be at least adjacent in the, in the headlines. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Who's to say? And we've talked often about Batman spinoffs that have nothing to do with Batman that tout needing to see Batman. Uh, look no further than Gotham, whose series has finally been cancelled, and Birds of Prey, of course, in the same category. That's option two. So option one, Arrested Development, season split in two. Option two, Young Sexy Alfred, Pennyworth. Option three, John Lasseter coming back to Disney in a solely creative role after reports of past sexual allegations. Option three, yikes. Like, okay, well, we're going to let him come back, but he's only going to be in a creative role. He won't be in an executive administrative role. He'll just allow it to be the good storyteller that we love him for and, and so on and so forth. So... It's a landmine if you want to touch that. Or option uh, four. And this is something I read just this morning where YouTube Red is now rebranding as YouTube Premium. And they're splitting up the options to YouTube Video Premium and Music Premium. Um, it's something like that. And the cost is going up to 
So it's YouTube Premium and YouTube Music Premium. There's an article on SlashFilm.com. I'm sure you can find this everywhere out there. It's basically unlimited downloads of the content. You can listen and watch videos in the background. It's ad-free music and, and movies, of course. But it's $11.99 now instead of $9.99. Of course, this is on the heels of Cobra Kai, doing really well for them on season one. Uh, so those are the uh, those are the four things. So let's rank them. Kind of what are we giving them out, out of one to ten? How bad the idea is? So Arrested Development getting split into two seasons on Netflix. Where do we rank that on on worser? You sent me four tough choices. Yeah, I know because they're all head scratchers. That's why they're all in the same category. As I was preparing the show notes, I, I came across all these topics, and I'm like, these are all horrible. We have to talk about them all together and i thought let's just say which one is the worst out of all of these we can each give them a rank one to ten how worse they are or we can just rank them amongst one another i'll tell you what i was gonna say at this at this point i was gonna rank that one number one but then it kept on getting worse and worse and worse as you went along <laughs> so you 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 want to go the other way around with you two being the worst of them all well, well hold on hold on well you know i will say this was in regards to arrested development i was actually going to use cobra kai as something i recently binged and had the pleasure to binge as far as a full season right on the spot and how much I enjoyed being able to go ahead and cut through all those episodes back to back to back to back. It's something really enjoyable and I highly recommend it. But we'll get to that later on when it comes to the last part of it. I will probably say it is the least offensive of the four. But my gosh, that's still not exactly the smartest move in the book. Sure. Okay. Okay. So you're putting Arrested Development at the bottom of this. It's the least offensive to split into two seasons. Fair enough, but, fair enough. But still, it's, it's still habit. not a wise move. It's still no, you're right. Move. It's consumption habit. It's changing that. It's a niche show. It's got a following. And now we're going to take it away from the audience in different ways. And this is after on the heels of the last season, getting recut and rejigged after its initial exhibition didn't gel well with fans. Okay, so it's it's number four of four. What's number three? I probably want to say the third choice was the number three. Lassiter coming back? Yeah, um, although that is just... I may actually even make that number one. My gosh, that, you know, that, that's... It's almost got to be number one, right? Like, how can yeah, you, you know like, what? bring a predator back into a creative environment where people need to feel safe or alleged predator? Should, should you know, I, say? I, I don't know anything about it, I, but I, I wouldn't. I, why would you take the chance? Yeah, why would you take the chance? Especially someone like Disney. You know, you could expect something like this out of paramount sony something like that but <laughs> disney, disney which is supposed to promote family-friendly product and something that's safe and valued and appreciated and they go ahead and make a dumb maneuver like this where people can't like you said feel safe in their own work environment yeah just not a move i i, 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 I just picture john lassiter with his with his hands amongst the disney princesses and, and it gives me the, oh my gosh, the shivers yeah. everywhere yeah right yeah, like exactly Especially, I, I especially like now that. that we're in the the Me Too movement, and so many women are empowered to finally speak out against domestic violence, against sexual harassment, and empower themselves. And it's really great to see, especially someone here who has two daughters of his own, that hopefully will be able to grow up now and see this and grow up as two strong individuals themselves. You know what? That's going to be number one. Let's make that number one. I'm sorry. So, so now number, we're gonna now we're gonna number, number three. Number three, I guess the least offensive uh, as far as number three is Pennyworth. 
even though, like I said, it's you can cancel that baby after one season because I don't think it's actually going to even interest unless there's something that they're going to go deviate far on away from the Batman motif to barely even mention it at all and, and create a character and a scenario where it's supposed to be exciting and create something that we never thought Pennyworth could actually be. But I don't think that's going to happen. You see, I have Pennyworth probably ahead of the YouTube rebranding, but it, it's so neck and neck. Like they're they're crossing the line at a photo finish with who's being more offensive. Like take the Lasseter thing out of the mix, and we're left with three really strange decisions. But when it comes to Pennyworth versus YouTube rebranding, a lot of people don't know what YouTube Red is or was as it is. So maybe it's a good move that they're they're rebranding right now and, and switching things over before it does get established. But to do so, to split it up into two services, A, reminds me of Netflix splitting their streaming and DVD business into two things and confusing everybody. And then B, changing the price on something that isn't that well-known after only one hit seems really asinine and, and kind of out of left field, like this is give us our money now is so we can kind of capitalize on everything. I don't see them being able to compete with Spotify or Apple Music on the YouTube music side just because those services are so often running and people are ingrained in them and, they, and they've already signed up for it. Like you're not going to sway someone. That. Well, that's why I actually have that higher. I actually have that number two. And I want to actually tell everybody out there before, or I don't know if it goes to whatever, how it splits up, YouTube bread or whatever. If you can get a free trial, you've got to binge Cobra Kai. It is yeah, it's available right now and they're still offering four months before the price change goes up. People in yeah. Canada don't have that option. So they're going to have to wait for YouTube premium to roll out at, at 12 bucks unless it's 15 for currency exchange. Everybody in the US, do the free trial. You get four months. Binge Cobra Kai. It is well worth your time. Even if you're not familiar with the Karate Kid movie, if you're not familiar with that series, it does have enough backstory and enough footage from the film that they intercut within the episodes that gets you up to speed. Even if you didn't necessarily love the film back from the 80s like I did, I didn't really think, I thought it was just, eh, it was all right, but I understood its place in 80s culture. This was really just how I, I envisioned as far as where the series would go so many years later and it really played out very strongly and like i said i highly recommend cobra kai and if you gotta binge it binge it on a free trial or, or just get a month or what have you but this whole deal with youtube splitting up into even this is just youtube again making more unwise decisions whether it's out of ego whether it's out of narcissism i don't know just the fact that they what they did to smaller content producers like myself on youtube and taking away money from us that was a bad move and this is one step further into alienating themselves amongst the general public they're all bad decisions this week in entertainment and uh this uh, I, is, I said you you gave me like four choices and they I were know. all bad it, it's it's kobayashi maru it's it's exact, exact it's a no-win scenario trying to rank these Lasseter has to take the cake for, for obvious reasons on bringing him back. Again, alleged enough material there that he had to take a six-month leave of absence. I don't know, man. Like, Just maybe he should take some time off, you know, enjoy and his and stock and, and be away. And for Disney, and for Disney to do this, that's the big kicker here. Disney, which is so concerned about its public image, that's what blows me away. It's strange to say the least.
So that'll wrap up the, the big meat and potatoes one. I do have another topic, but this is another meat and potatoes that we can maybe save for another episode and just tantalize how things might switch in the future in the world of entertainment. I've got it on a sticky note here right on my monitor. I can break it down for everybody next time. You know what? That's what we're going to do. Let's do that. Let's save so. it for next time and piggyback some other topics around it because it's a meaty one that you've really got to wrap your head around as well. So great talk today. I'm glad the Crossfire uh, came back firing at you, Gerald. Can you believe we've done 30 of these? Crossfires? Crossfires. This is number 30, my friend. Wow. That's it. It feels like a lot more. <laughs> wow. Thanks so much. Appreciate I'm it. I'm just kidding. You should just spin these off into their own episodes and, and then just sprinkle them out as well. I'm thinking about doing that very thing because our Podbean channel, which is our new home, our new main home for the Pop Culture Cosmos, is now introducing extras and other episodes from... Humanica Media as part of the Pop Culture Cosmos experience on the channels. So subscribe today on Podbean, but you can also subscribe as well on Apple Podcasts and over 30 different podcast networks as well. That's a lot of choices. How does one choose between those? Well, whatever's like, convenient for it you. It seems whichever, like good choices for everybody. Whichever player is, it works for you know, player.fm, Overcast. You've got our ESO, Weeby Geeks, Gunny Geeks, Tangibound Network for podcast networks. Then you've got so many other players out there. Oh I'm my like gosh, it. you go to your Android or your iPhone, and there's like 50,000 different podcast players that you can choose from. And virtually all of them have the Pop Culture Cosmos channel right there for you. Well, I really like the fact that Podbean is becoming our go-to place. I like the Podbean app. I still like the Apple Podcast app as well. I like it having it in, in my iTunes library, but I, I really like this Podbean hub that, that's going forward. And hey, maybe you get to hear these uncut episodes and might hear a segment or two that don't make the other shows. That might be uh, something in the future indeed, but that's all up to you, my friend, because I know your work schedule is really busy and I appreciate all the time you take for the show and for this episode and all my best to you with all your projects and also the new family as well. So just all the best to you on that, my friend. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week and appreciate being part of the Cosmic Crossfire and of course, everything right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Based on the webcomic by Sarumaru, FX Unit Yuki is now available on the PC Engine and TurboGrafx systems. With eight varying stages of hardcore 2D action, an awesome soundtrack, and intense boss battles, FX Unit Yuki gets the adrenaline pumping as you navigate through its multiple difficulties and endings. Check out Old School Retro at its finest today by ordering a CD-ROM copy of FX Unit Yuki for the PC Engine or TurboGrafx today at fxunityuki.com. That's fxunityuki.com.
And we're back to close out the show. Once again, it's Gerald Glassford along with my good friend, Josh Peterson. We want to thank you so much for sticking around and enjoying the program. Want to thank Rob McCallum, as always, for stepping into the middle of the Cosmic Crossfire. Check out all the great things he's got going on today on robmccallumfilms.com. And then also, we want to thank Jessica Boggs and Out of Curiosity from the TV Ratings Guide. You got to check out all their work today on tvratingsguide.com and all the great stuff that they're doing there because, hey, there's no better place to check out what's going on in the world of television than the TV Ratings Guide. Josh, before we head on out, just want to quickly say once again, man, I know we dealt with this before on a subject in the not too distant past, but Ubisoft just cannot to stay on the straight and narrow. They've got to be doing these things that are just, they just, they just don't learn from their bad habits, my friend, because what got leaked and what got actually just confirmed as far as a game coming out here in the near future, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed set in the ancient Greek times. We knew it was going to come at some point in time. I know that's been heavily rumored now for at least a couple years, but I was hoping it would be a ways off, maybe a 2020 title, because they just brought out Assassin's Creed last year. You played it, Assassin's Creed Origins. You really liked it. When the series started to really wane, was when they were bringing it out each and every year with a new rendition and it really, the quality started to go off and also the glitches and the production quality started to go off from there. Your thoughts on an Assassin's Creed Odyssey coming this year to consoles and do you think it should be called Assassin's Creed Overkill instead? I don't know. I don't really know enough about it to, to make the claim. I know we're going to see some footage at E3 or no, get some more details about the game, but for all we know, I mean, they could have been working on this at the same time they were working on Origins. And we don't even know if it's going to come out this year. It could be first quarter of next year. But I play it simply now because it's just something to play. I, I no longer really care about the stories because it's all kind of the same. So I want to see something that's really going to move the series as a whole forward. And if they don't offer me that, I, I don't know how much longer I'll stick around the franchise. I don't blame you, sir. I don't blame you a bit. What are your thoughts on Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Is it too soon to bring out another rendition of the Assassin's Creed series? Are you excited for Assassin's Creed Odyssey and you want it to come out? Or do you want it to come out early next year? Or do you want it to wait until maybe the end of 2019 at the earliest? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, humanity media, and game source on Facebook and Twitter as well. So, Josh, we're heading on out here, but we've got a lot of great things to talk about over the course of the week. I'm hopefully going to sit down, Rob McCallum. We're going to talk about doing a solo spoiler cast. Hopefully, you will be able to drop one of your great episodes of Topic Apocalypse or What About This or something from Humanica Media on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel as well. Looking forward to that this week. And then we've got at the end of the week on the PCC Multiverse, we've got our look at The Incredibles 2. It's coming to theaters. I'm very excited for that. And also E3 is going to be right around the corner. Yep, I'm going to be there. So I'll be dropping some stuff, talking about interviews and some reacts. So a lot of exciting stuff. And I guess we'll solve the mystery of what Microsoft's given us or not given us. And the future will be decided. The future will be decided. And on Friday, we're going to talk about the conferences that are coming up that weekend. 
our next week's episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos, we'll look forward to the week ahead at E3. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. Okay, let's talk about the Flopcast. Where every week we drink a lot of coffee and we talk about comic books, movies, conventions, music, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, don't forget the coffee. Lots of weird, obscure pop culture stuff from the 70s and 80s. And chickens. Yeah, chickens. This will be the stupidest half hour of your week. We guarantee it. You can find us on the ESO Network. And... Flopcast.net. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.